Welcome to Motivation, a show for females that need more awesomeness and want more happiness in this world. Motivation, inspiration, tips, good stories, laughter, and balance. My awesome co-super women in this swirling sisterhood of power. Let's fire up that motivation and let's dive in. With, of course, your happy host, me, Monica. Welcome, my dear listeners and motivators. I'm your host, Monica Alfing, speaker and coach for women. And if you want to know more about that, then as always, I invite you to go down to my Instagram at Monica underscore coach for women and we can talk more there. But for now, I hope you're all having an amazing day. And the good thing is about this day that it will only get better because in this episode we will be talking about how to create the business you want in balance with the life you want one that aligns with your values that supports your family and with all of that you are also then creating a positive impact on the world personally i am so big on this as I have created exactly that for myself. And I am not the only one that is really passionate about this because today the guest I'll be talking to is Louise O'Reilly. And God, how excited I am to be talking about this with her as Louise has a backpack on her own on as an Aboriginal woman. Now, being a mumpreneur, and a coach for many people and businesses, she can tell you some stories that will just blow you away. But you know, with that, and with everything she went through and experienced from getting hurt, discriminated, and having a life that was far from easy, she did it all. She has created a life and a business from self that is successful, full and in balance. And because there is so much to cover, we might even need to make a part one and a part two of this show. (laughs) Now, Louise is an inclusion and diversity coach, mentor and course creator. Louise is a proud Aboriginal woman who focuses on cultural inclusion, diversity and anti-racism work for individuals and businesses from the inside out. She is driven by her two beautiful kids. Her cheer squad is her husband and her inspiration in the calling from deep within. And before we start this episode, I just want to say... In the episode that was recorded, my voice was almost gone. So (laughs) you can maybe laugh about that a little bit in the show. But luckily I have Louise because she has been saying and really taking over the microphone. And I'm so grateful for her. So when you're ready, let's start this show. 
Thank you, Louise, for being here on the podcast. And as you hear a little bit, I'm not only excited, but my voice is a bit crackly. So I'm so happy that you are going to do most of the talking (laughs) in today's show. Thank you for being here. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for the invitation. I feel so honoured to be here speaking with you and to speak with your listeners as well. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry about your throat, but the good news is I'm really, really good at speaking. I speak a lot. Just ask my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good for me today because I just want to warm you up a little bit as I do with all my guests. So Louise, how would you describe yourself to the listeners? I would describe myself as um, deeply compassionate Uh, I do certainly feel deep things for people around the world and especially have that empathy um, and compassion for those who are in some way suffering. Um, I guess I would then also describe myself as a leader because I do consider how I can give back to the world. It's not just about what I can take from the world and how people can help me or support me. I'm very, very aware and conscious that I can contribute back into the world. And so I'm constantly reassessing, okay, what can I give today? What can I give today? How can I serve better today? How can I relieve um, some of that suffering in some way? That's certainly what I do. Uh, How else would I describe myself? I would describe myself as what you see is what you get. I'm very authentic. Um, I am extremely introverted, although I work very, very well in uh, extroverted situations. Uh, So I'm very well at being social, but I do love to go back and just be in my home, my little sanctuary with my little family. Um, So that is pretty much me I think wrapped up (laughs) well you're a nice mixture and that is a good thing (laughs) hey what is something that motivates you and always will something motivates and always will certainly being myself Um, and if you wouldn't mind I would love to give a really quick acknowledgement of country it is the customary thing we do in our Aboriginal culture here and it's becoming more and more common for everyone else in Australia and around the world to start acknowledging traditional custodians and the First Nations peoples of those lands. So is it okay if I share Louise, I would love that. And I actually wanted to ask you because that was that's something that wasn't in the script, but I love that. Thank you so much for doing that. So Louise, the microphone is yours. Awesome, awesome. So I, Louise O'Reilly of the Wadawa and Noongar people, would like to acknowledge the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation as the traditional and ongoing custodians of the lands and waters on which I am on, that I work on, that I play on, I raise my family on. Uh, It's because of that custodial role they play here that I am able to thrive and our family is able to thrive because I know that that custodial role is a multi-layered connection to the land where it is ensured that the ecosystem is kept healthy and happy and the spirit of the land is kept kept healthy and happy and therefore we benefit directly from those things. I'd like to pay respects to the elders here and thank them for their love and their community leadership and guidance. And I would also like to pay respects and acknowledge the traditional custodians and the elders on the lands on which you're on um, and the listeners are on and 
really give great thanks um, and share respect to them and their elders in whatever title they refer to themselves on those lands. I love that. Thank you so much for doing that, Louise. And I think we can be grateful to be here and on this in this beautiful country and to definitely pay respect every day for where you are and on what grounds you are walking. Thank you so much. And I think with that, you pretty much warmed up. (laughs) (laughs) Louise, we are talking today about creating the life you want and a business that is healthy and growing and that is in balance. And now, as I already said, I'm really super passionate about this subject too. And and that is that it's so close to my own life and my heart and these goals. And so the work that really that you need to do to create this it doesn't come easy and but it's certainly possible and can I ask you to to tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got where you are now sure sure so um, my backstory pretty much starts as far back as I possibly can remember when I was a child and I really because we're social creatures I really started to notice socially in different situations within the community Um, that I was living in that people were treated differently and I specifically noticed that Aboriginal people were treated very differently and they were mistreated and it was quite terrible some of the things I heard and saw before you before you go further can you tell us a little bit about that community what kind of community are you talking about it's the Australian community yeah yeah it really is um it, I, I did come from a country country town. Um, it was quite small. But what I've found is when I have travelled around to different places, it was the same kind of culture in every space I have been to in Australia. Um, and so it wasn't like it was just a mi- microculture at all. It's actually a macroculture where we have the whole landmass that's, that's commonly known as Australia is... Um, is performing and and being part of this culture that supports the idea or the ideologies that some people are lesser than others. And first of all, that never sat well with me, Um, but I could see that happening to my family and to my people and ultimately it meant it was happening to me too. And I don't, and your your listeners can't see me, but um, I have very fair skin. I, I do not look like an Aboriginal person in terms of a stereotyped Aboriginal person. However, I look like an Aboriginal person because I am Aboriginal and this is how I look. So it's a very interesting paradigm we're working with. And I I really started to notice that after a little while, when you're constantly listening to messages that who, who or how you identify is bad or is wrong, or those people are all these types of negative traits, and this is what they do, and they're kind of painted with a brush, negative brush, on the whole community in which you identify with, when it's happening over and over and over and over for as long as you possibly can remember, and you also are seeing it on things like in on the news, in on the radio, you're, you're listening to it when you're having general conversations on the street, um, you're listening to it when you're with family and friends, you can't escape it, and then so you start believing it. And so I started believing that I was bad and I was wrong and I was a horrible person and I had all these terrible traits that I didn't belong anywhere, that um, I'm not welcome anywhere. And in the end, that really messed with my mind and it made me just start to ponder my actual existence 
and whether it would be better if I didn't exist. Um, and that's the point that it kind of got to for me. And for a little while there, I thought, you know, maybe if I say or I don't identify with my Aboriginality, maybe, maybe then I might be accepted or maybe I might belong because it's too hard identifying this way. It's really painful. And what I found was that was even more painful is to not be true to yourself and identifying in the way that your heart sings to you that you need to. And I'm getting a little bit emotional here. I can feel my tears welling up in my eyes right now. But it's so important to be true to you regardless of whatever else is happening in the outside world. So that kind of thing happened to me. Um, and I knew that the world needed to change. It was not just limited to Australia. This is a worldwide phenomenon, really, of having... Uh, these racist type views or discriminatory views, not only on racism, but on any other marginalised group of people as well. And so I kind of learned to get over it, but then I had children and I went, there's no way I'm going to sit here as a mum and be content with how the world is. So I decided I'm going to change it. And that's where I am. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I actually, I love that you got real, uh, that you got a bit emotional because that means that your heart is so strong about this and that the subject that we chose today is so close to you. And that's you like, yeah. no, I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to not only fight for myself, but for my kids. I'm going to fight for yeah. all the people that are still struggling and getting, yeah. you know, getting discriminated every day if it's not their businesses. Because yeah. a lot of people not only get their, um, you know, get discriminated personally, but their businesses, as soon as people discover how dumb this even sounds, but it is true, as soon as people discover that, the managers in there or the bosses or the people that actually the co the creators of their business if they are from a different uh, diversity or are just different culture or whatever or even if it's a woman they get discriminated it's just yeah. not okay so i'm really loving it that i'm here with you today and talking about this and and how good it is that you're doing this work. So thank you so much for that already. Um, and what are some of the tools that you are used now for your clients or businesses, or maybe even tools that you have used for yourself to, you know, make it, make your business thriving or, or change other people's uh, opinions or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the very first thing I want to say is mindset. Absolutely. Becoming the master of your mind is imperative to any of this kind of work uh, until we become a master of our mind and we start deciding what we do and not letting our mind come in and control the way we are doing things because our mind lives on programs and those programs are set by our society and the way we're brought up and our traumas so it's it's a survival mechanism to make sure we keep surviving so it's going to stop us from being different from what we have been and being different from what we have been is becoming more of us it's becoming that better version of ourselves the version that we want to be that potential that is something different to the mind so if we do want to reach our potentials and uh, reach our goals and and you know experience our dreams we have to control that mind 
and put that on the back seat and allow our soul and our alignment to take the reins. You can bring the mind in if, if it's relevant. You can bring it in and say, look, what has happened in the past? Okay, what can we do better this time? But not allowing it to sit in that front driver's seat of it. That is certainly a big, massive thing that I do. Something I do with my clients and I use for myself is definitely mindfulness and certainly acknowledging the present and being in the present. Too often our energy is scattered either in the past and worrying about our regrets and our failures or our mistakes uh, and things like that, or it's in the future, thinking about what, what could be. And then there's like these anxieties or fears that are coming up for us. In the present, we don't have any of that. We have just love and peace and stillness in the present. When we're in that present, dropping everything else away from us, we can actually feel what's right for us next. And so we can listen to our own intuition, what our body is telling us, and we can actually feel joy and excitement about, oh, yes, that's the next thing to do. We don't have to worry about, you know, in five years' time, even in a year's time, in a week's time. We don't have to worry about that thing yet. All we need to do is one little step, one next step, one next action. And this is certainly something I talk about with my clients because they come to me and they're so amazing. They're such beautiful, big-hearted, amazing people. And they too want to change the world. They, they know that, you know, this is not okay what we're experiencing. So they're like, you know, but it seems so big. It seems so big to change the world. It seems so big to transform my business into one that's more inclusive or one that's more uh, equitable. It seems so massive. And I just say, you know, let's pull it back a bit. Let's, have, let's create the beautiful vision. And that beautiful vision is only positives, only what it looks like if it was perfect to you, that perfect feeling, that perfect experience, that those perfect transformations you create in the world. It only exists with that. So there is our guidepost. That is our shining star. That is our guiding star. Now, where we are in the present, what is one, just one little step that you can take right now? And that's all they have to take. And then we move to that and go, okay, you did that. That's amazing. What's one more step? Because this is absolutely is a global movement that's happening. Never in the history of humanity have we been at a point where we have been so conscious and mindful of people who are discriminated against, people who are part of those marginalised groups who are being oppressed in some way. We've never had such awareness around it. So we are trailblazing a new way for our entire world. But that doesn't mean that we have to do everything as individuals. We just have to do our little actions as individuals. And the second you as an individual decide to change your behaviour from something that has been programmed, which may be oppressive, which may be discriminatory, um, even if you are unaware that it is, when you have that awareness and then you decide, I'm changing my behaviour right now and I'm never going to do that thing again, the world has already changed. It literally has already changed. That is social change in action. So it's that's kind of what I do. And I support them through that. And, of course, I use my coaching techniques. And we get down to what it means to them. I'm not there to tell them how to do things. I'm there for I'm there to ask them the right questions to unlock what is right for them, their business, their soul, their purpose. And then when they need to learn a little bit more about Aboriginal 
Aboriginal culture, I'm there to be a little bit of a mentor, to give them an insight of what my world is like. Mm, I love that. You know what you're actually doing now? You're taking away a lot of questions here that I have for you. (laughs) (laughs) As you said, it it can feel like a lot and because the world is a lot, but you don't have to change the whole world. You just need to change your world and your environment. And I think a lot of people find, and nowadays, definitely now in this crazy world of there's so much going on and there's so much diversity Mm -hmm. and so much uh, opinions and, you know, just start with the respect and start taking your own responsibility, whatever that means for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I really love what you said about taking that first step because it's all about first steps. And I think a lot of people know but to actually do it, that's it only takes that yeah. little tiny step forward. So with that, how would you define a healthy how would you define balance between a healthy balance between life and work? I would define a healthy life work balance as in one word would be alignment. Mm. Um, I think it looks very different to everyone depending on who they are. So I would say it's whatever brings you joy. Mm. Do that thing that brings you joy. Because when you are centered with yourself, you do everything that you need. You feel like you need to do. I'm doing that inverted in in quotation marks. Um, (laughs) Because you don't actually need to do anything. We don't need to do anything. So it's something you would like to complete or something you would like to do in your life. Yeah. Uh, when you have that joy and you're just going from one thing, okay, I want to do this now. Oh, that might be a little bit fun. I'm just going to do that now. And just move around like that and having that alignment or that inner peace with, with what's next. What's mm-hmm. the next? And just ask yourself, what's the next step? What's the next yeah. step? But also when you're completing that, being really present with that particular task and going, what is this actually providing for me? How is this, um, how, you know, how good is it for me? Like sometimes I don't want to do the dishes, right? And I go, oh, don't want to do the dishes. But then I just start doing the dishes and I think, okay, well, let's be present with doing the dishes. While I'm cleaning it, I'm going to think about, oh, my gosh, I have dirty dishes because that means my babies have been fed. They have food. I have dishes because I have belongings and I have a home to store my stuff in. Um, And I have just a little moment to do something that is actually quite meditative. So I can just sit here in my stillness and and clean these dishes and just enjoy a little moment of peace. So there's so much you can gain from these little tedious things that sometimes we just don't really want to do but they can actually bring us joy in those particular moments. And that's the same for anything in business as well. There are those little tedious things you're like, oh, why am I doing this? But if we can be present with it, it can just make your day so much better. I think it's what you just said, yeah. It is the the happiness that makes it healthy. Mm -hmm. What I actually want to, and I'm going to combine two because I know you're, you know, you have your kids, you're a mama bear. Let's let's help the listeners here. We are talking about a life that aligns with the life that you want to live. And you said, you know, as long as you do it with happiness, with passion and in alignment and one that aligns also with your values, but yeah. it needs to support your families and also mm-hmm. means that we can have, and with that, we can also have an impact on the world and a positive one. 
Yeah. And I'm such a believer in, you know, the ripple effect and and the impact mm-hmm. that you can do as one person. So yeah. if you would talk to others and if you would now talk to your to our listeners, what would you say? Thinking about their families, thinking about their future. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's part of us. If we have a family, it's naturally part of us to love each member as individual members, to understand they're not us, they are them, and to support whatever that means for them. Um, You know, for me, in my business, I have um, set up my business in a way that I work during school hours. I don't work work outside of school hours unless there are, you know, really interesting circumstances, which means I do actually get more time off to spend with my families later on because quality family time is hugely, hugely important to me. um, And that's how I base my business uh, around. And just go with that. I think going with the flow, I think sometimes we become too rigid or too strict with the way we do things and we don't allow the natural flow of things to happen. We can't predict Uh, you know, how our children are going to feel after schools or how their moods are going to go. We can't predict how our own moods are going to be, you know, throughout the days or through the months even. So if we can just allow ourselves to be flexible and go, and I'm going to say go with the flow again, go with the flow. It is the natural universal way. When we start moving against that flow, this is where you get hustle. This is where you get um, struggle. This is where things just don't seem to work out well. It's when you're going the universe, and so this is part of my, my original culture. We understand that everything is vibration and that there is a natural flow of everything. And we, in in Noongar country, it is our six seasons is our natural flow. And everything must flow in in that particular order. And if it doesn't, it it won't work out. It fails. It's hard and it just doesn't feel nice. So if we can just go along with it, we can have our plans. We can have things set up that we want to do, but know there are some amazing gifts if those plans change and you just go along with the flow and be at peace with that. I think that's a really great thing. Um, also, in terms of the bigness of wanting to change the world or changing the way society is, or even with our families, I want to share, we're not saviours. No one is here to be a saviour for someone else. We are here to be ourselves and express ourselves. And part of being ourselves, we are just pure love. So we just love people, we care for people, we're kind, we're nurturing. If we can just be 100% of ourselves, we support and love everyone around us. And when we are ourselves, that absolutely ripples on. And this is what I use. I actually call um, some of my uh, clients ripplers because just them being themselves and taking those inclusive actions, it ripples out. People see it and they go, what are you doing? That's interesting. With no in with no expectations of believing in the same things or doing the same things as you. It's just I'm just being me and I'm loving it. And I'm doing my bit to express myself greater in the world. And that just has a natural attraction to other people. They want to be part of it. They're like, yes, whatever you're doing, I want to be part of that. And you just need to just be yourself. And that just ripples and ripples and ripples. And it encourages people to be more of that, more of themselves. And, mm. yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Mm. And 
as I said, you just going through my questions here just in one row. So it's it's really it's no, but See, I'm good, with the flow. This yes, is the flow. Exactly. I know what questions you're going to ask, <laughs> so I'm it's, answering them before you can even ask them. I know, and that's but that's a good thing because I can just and as we said before, I want you to talk out because you have so much to give and. Uh, so so really let's let's do a little recap for people and the businesses and, and put yeah. some, you know, make it a bit easier for them. So, you know, start making, of course, those steps, as we all know, yeah. being yeah. in alignment with yourself, stay true to yourself. And that's what you said. It's so and definitely when you're facing and when you're dealing with discrimination, it is hold on to your own power and and if you even if you you haven't like me I haven't not you know experienced it in that way only as a woman and I think we all can relate to that as women but the thing is I think that's where the power lays whatever trauma you have you can turn Mm -hmm. that around in something really powerful because then there's a there's a strength behind it and I think Mm -hmm. what you just said you know having no fear going with the flow going with your own strength and just flow the way you are and how your business aligns with that too and I think that's what you meant if I can you know recap that a little bit so really if we are going to motivation because I know you're doing that too what does motivation for you mean and and your clients motivation for me is looking to that vision and that doesn't mean that that vision has to stay the same all the time it might it might change you might reach that vision and then create a new one but for me motivation is daydreaming about it and this sounds so strange to be oh, I don't have time to daydream. If you don't have time to daydream, you don't have time to live because we're here to create. We're creators. And so that daydreaming forms part of our creation process. That is that first level. That's that conception part of that process is the daydreaming. And so if I can daydream about, oh, my gosh, the beautiful world that we could be living, if everyone was loved and accepted and felt that they belonged exactly how they are in their own authenticity. What a beautiful world that would be. That is my motivation. You know, there is that part that I don't want my children to suffer, but that suffering is a lesser power. That's a lower frequency energy. So I go, yes, my children won't suffer if we have this world. So I'm going to focus on this world and what I can do every single day to get one step closer to making that vision a reality. So for me, having a vision and daydreaming about it is very, very important. And then looking at just the little steps, not even the whole way to get from here to there. It's just for today. What's my one step for today? What's the next step? And and doing it that way. For my clients, it is very much the same kind of process because we can so easily fall back into that old programming of thinking things are hard or things things are difficult or feel overwhelmed by what we want to be creating because we are limitless we are absolutely limitless and what we can do it, and as we but we are limited if we believe those things our minds are saying we are limited if we stay stuck in those mind programs so that's where i say 
let's get control of our mind and go thank it honestly thank thank you so much for your concern for me and trying to keep me safe i'm going to put you aside just for now you're not going away you can just be put aside for now and i'm going to daydream and then in that daydream i'm going to decide what my next step is so i think that just releases so much pressure it releases so much anxiety and fear because they don't have to step well outside of their comfort zone. They only have to step a little toe. They only have to take one step out of their comfort zone in each day. And then they grow. And then the next day, one little step outside of that comfort zone. And then they grow. Yeah. So I think that's that's what does it, is just releasing the pressure from my clients. Exactly. And it's just, it's all about helping and about serving. But also as a mm-hmm. person, even if if you are looking for help, you can still serve others because that will give you so much happiness. But it also, again, Mm -hmm. it lets you grow and it lets you grow into another, into a bigger person. Because I I always like to say, the more you give, the more you get. Yeah. And it is true. Like even when people learn from you and there's so much to learn from you, but people sharing it and making Mm -hmm. that ripple effect is what we just said making the world around you a little bit better by yeah. sharing what you got taught, then, God, there will be so much power. And that's, I think, what a lot of women do. And that's so important that we need to create more women's circles, that we need to talk more to each other because we have so much power in ourselves to mm-hmm. do so much instead of being yeah. individual as how hard and how sad it sometimes be but a lot of men um if we because it's not all all about women here but it's also men and men feel that they also a lot of times they feel so alone because they feel that they can't share things and and we as women even though we miss or a connection so much from or culture and you probably know this you know your culture is so much stronger with women surrounding each other than men do um i think it's really important for us all to connect more to learn from each other more and so louise we're coming to the end of the show. <laughs> and Can we I already... share one more thing? Yeah, Can of I share one more thing? Um, so when you were just talking, something came through to me and that was that the more you become yourself and step every day into your potential, reaching your goals and wanting to, be, to live your dreams, that is automatically serving everyone else around you. Mm. Because when you become more of yourself, you're feeling happier you're more fulfilled you are a better version of yourself and then you have more of yourself you have that better version of yourself to give and be present with others so if you focus on becoming the best you you automatically will be serving everyone else in a beautiful way Mm. and they will also see how you love and cherish and honor yourself and who you are that gives them permission to love, cherish, and honor themselves too. And what a beautiful gift to give someone. Um, and, you know, all these pressures and the, these uncomfortable feelings and stresses and anxieties, you know, it's, it's all people. It's men, women, it's non-binary people. It's all people that experience these things. But something beautiful in my culture is that we have um, men's and women's business and we have particular roles 
that we have, which are not one is better than the other. We have equal roles that complement each other. And we have very strong community where um, the men look after each other, the women look after each other. But now we are realising also in my own culture, in Noongar country here, that maybe there is another business that needs to happen and that's a non-binary business, people who don't actually identify as male or female. And so there is a whole other group of people who have that support uh, and love and have that extra level of belonging. So I just thought I would share that with your listeners. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that last beautiful gift because that's how I feel what you give. For now, thank you, Louise, for all your shared knowledge and, of course, your time and energy to be doing this show with me today. And if you're a listener and you want to know more about Louise or maybe want to work with her, then please go to her website at louisaraleigh.com.au and all the other information I will share, of course, in the show notes and description. And, of course, as always, I want to end this with a good work and business quote that really fits the podcast, I think. And today's one is from the or Roosevelt is far and away the best prize that life offers is the chance to work hard and at work worth doing and that's what you said it's happiness or feel joy in whatever you do so Louise thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today thank you so much such a pleasure and thank you to all the listeners who've been listening in all right, all right, all right, awesome motivators. That was already the ending of this episode. But before we go, I would love to ask you if you like this episode and if so, the podcast, then share this with your friends or on your Insta stories and tag me in it at Monica underscore coach for women as this will totally help the podcast grow and with that we working on motivating women all around the world together and I would of course love to hear your thoughts and see where the motivation is going to and if you're ever thinking of achieving your biggest goal and working with me as your coach or cheerleader in your life, health or business, then please reach out on my Insta, Facebook or go to my website, heramazonianhealth.com where all the information and packages are and, you know, you can get a taste of the rest of my life and business a bit. Alright guys, hope to see your amazing soul soon again on Motivation.